I'm Jamie O'Kane, CPA, small business advanced tax planning and compliance extraordinaire. And this is the Abundant Beans Podcast, the podcast that takes my love for learning what makes people tick while digging into the good, bad, and ugly of small business ownership. We strive to give you the insight that only those in the trenches of being and working with entrepreneurs can provide. We are welcoming back to the podcast today, Mr. Stephen Crawford. Oh, Jamie. Yeah, I'm so excited you're here. I haven't seen you forever. I, know. <laughs> I was like, I have to get you on the podcast to see you. Uh, Stephen um, is the direct, director of alignment and accountability programs and is a senior consultant at McGee Productivity Solutions. Is that still true? It is. I'm still a director, but I'm director of sales now. Ah, so he's we the changed, director of sales. We changed our structure. This so. is from last year, yep. actually. I was like, I went back to find your bio. I was like, is that still true? Uh, McGee Productivity Solutions is a consulting firm that supports companies of all sizes from Fortune 500 firms to small businesses and creating cultures of productivity. And that's all I'm going to read because, you guys, this is Steven's fourth podcast. That's right. People know me by now. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> hope so. That's right. Um, if not, you should go listen to the past past ones. We will link them underneath. Um, all right. First question for you today is, what is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, biggest pet peeve I'd say is when people don't uh, do what they say they were going to do. Uh, simple personal accountability. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd rather somebody say no than say yes and then not do something. That was actually really quick. I was like, you're super like chill dude. So I didn't know if you'd have anything. <laughs> for yeah, me. I, I sure have pet peeves. But, you know, part of that is, um, you know, I control my reaction to mm-hmm. that. Right? right. So obviously I don't act out on that right. with, with people. But, but you can be annoyed. It, it tells me a lot about somebody mm-hmm. um, if they don't follow through with what they say they're going to do. Yeah. We work on accountability a lot. Like even like follow through with the kids. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care what your grades are. Just make sure you actually put stuff in. Like all you have to do is turn stuff in. Like it's just a step by step of like, this is how we create integrity. Like this is when it's due. Get it done by then. I don't care if you have a D in that class as long as everything's turned in. Right. And renegotiate. You know, sometimes things happen. Yeah. Right? Oh, totally. So if you commit to something, um, I'm going to do this by X date, mm-hmm. and other factors come up. Mm-hmm. Instead of you know waiting till the deadline and then apologizing for not getting it done mm-hmm. at that moment that you know it's going to be impacted, renegotiate. That's mm-hmm. a way of accountability too. Mm-hmm. Accountability doesn't always mean. You get everything done exactly when you said you were going to do it. you yourself to do it. Um, but if it needs to be renegotiated, take that step, and okay. then you still have your integrity. Yeah, I love it. Because you've told them ahead of time, hey, I'm, I'm going to you know, mm-hmm. renegotiate this priority to a different date. Um, or maybe there's something else that came up that we can renegotiate that mm-hmm. those could be done at a later time. But mm-hmm. at some point, we'll get alignment there, and then everybody's still in integrity and accountability. I love that. I think, um, you know, just being human, that being human bit, like if something happens with your family or something happens and you're just like, it's just not going to happen, right. just communicating that exactly. is really, really important. Yep. And you don't even have to include stories why. If you, yeah. have, if you have a high level of integrity and people know that of you, yeah. when you tell them, hey, this needs to be renegotiated, mm-hmm. you don't even have to get into all the whys. Yeah. It's just simply, hey, you know, what's another date that can work? Or if this is really a hard stop, Mm -hmm. this really needs to be done at this time. Mm -hmm. Here's the other six things on my plate. Which one of these can be renegotiated, Mm -hmm. right? And then you can still have that integrity and that great relationship Mm -hmm. because you're doing what you said you were going to do. I love it. Uh, So what have you been up to, my friend? Same old, you know, traveling around all over the world, uh, delivering our sessions and doing executive coaching for our clients. Mm -hmm. A lot of business development as well. Um, as you know, I eat what I kill. So yes, you do. I, uh, I sell new clients and I grow existing mm-hmm. accounts. And now with this role changing to a director of sales mid-last mm-hmm. year, I have consultants that report directly to me from a sales standpoint. 
So I have their sales goals that I have accountability for as well. So I'm doing a lot to support them and help them and their efforts and growing their accounts and finding new business. That's awesome. Um, actually, I have some questions about that. So we're just going to hop around because that's what we do when you and I are here. <laughs> um, so you have done a great job of, of growing a network. Um, can you kind of talk about how you did that? Mm -hmm. Like, I know you have a process and a system. Can you talk about you know, what is your, how did you grow your network? Um, and how do you maintain it? So the biggest thing for me in growing my network, and I, I share this with everybody that I meet mm -hmm. because it's truly from the heart, is that I go in, to, oh, first of all, I'll take any meeting. Mm -hmm. So somebody will refer me to somebody and say, hey, you know, I'd like you to meet, you know, mm -hmm. Josh Mucatelli. Mm -hmm. um, there doesn't have to be a purpose or intended result there. Mm -hmm. And I don't go into that meeting with any designs on, oh, I'm going to sell executive mm -hmm. coaching or I'm going to sell, sell one of our programs. Mm -hmm. I don't go in there for that purpose. Mm -hmm. I go in there strictly from the purpose of getting to know somebody mm -hmm. and truly trying to find out how I can be of service. Yeah. Every single time, mm -hmm. every meeting that I have, every call that I'm on, mm -hmm. if I'm going in there with that mindset, mm -hmm. I've found that I'm almost always able to be of service to somebody. Yeah. And that may include what I do for a living, mm -hmm. but it may not. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes it's helping them get a connection with somebody they're trying to connect with, mm -hmm. or they're looking for a new job and I can connect them to people that I know mm -hmm. in that industry or at target companies. Mm -hmm. um, it could be they're looking for somebody that they're trying to recruit and mm -hmm. I can help them with that. It could be they're having a tough time and they just want somebody to pray with. Mm -hmm. It goes all over the place on where I can add impact and be of value to people. Mm -hmm. And going into new relationships like that um, has served me well, personally, mm -hmm. from a fulfillment standpoint, because mm -hmm. I truly get to feel great about the fact that I'm having an impact on people. Mm -hmm. But that sincerity and that approach, other people receive mm -hmm. that very well. Yes. And now they enjoy that interaction mm -hmm. and they want to be of service to me too, mm -hmm. you know, and who could I introduce you to, or, you know, tell me about what you do. And then if I hear anybody who, you know, has mm -hmm. those needs, I can connect you. And that authentic relationship that you build truly come from a place of service. It permeates. And as you know, you and I've uh, introduced people mm -hmm. back and forth. Mm -hmm. It's about connecting good people with good people. Mm -hmm. So when I, when I refer somebody to you, it's not necessarily that they're, you know, in a um, veterinary business mm -hmm. and they're looking for a CPA mm -hmm. firm. It could be, that's a really good person that I think would really hit it off with Jamie really mm -hmm. well. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys might be able to add value to each other's network. Simple as that. Right. You know? Um, it's funny, so I've been going hard on the LinkedIn networking stuff, and people will be like, what do you want? And I'm like, I just want to talk to you. Mm -hmm. Like, I just want to see, like, I'm literally just trying to meet people. Um, I was like, there's no sell here, you know? Um, and I had actually hopped on a phone call with somebody a couple weeks ago. And she runs like a dog and cat boarding place right? This in her home. Like she's got this little mm -hmm. tiny place in Texas that she's running. And I was like, why don't you hop on the call with me? Because there's no synergies for her to be my client. Like, right. I don't know who I know, who she wants to know. And I was just like, well, you know, why do you hop on the call with me? And she goes, you know, I just wanted to know how you know so many people or like, how did you grow your business? And I was like, okay, cool. like, and you know, I've met some really cool people that actually could probably help you grow yours. You know, let me, let me make some connections for you. Um, but it was really funny because she just kind of came out and said, well, it looks like, it seems like you have this really robust network and you were kind of an influencer of some sort, which that was news to me. But I was like, she was, you know, that's what she saw. And she was like, how did you do that? 
That's and awesome. I was like, I just went out and met a bunch of people. Like, I've just been sending friend requests and asking people to talk to me. Um, but she's like, you know, her business is very local. So I was like, this might be a good solution. I talked to this guy and he runs, you know, this software company and they create this app and maybe this would be a good fit for you to actually get into, you know, more vet offices or whatever. And she was like, wow, thanks. And I was like, great, happy I could help. You know, yeah. like it's just, it's when you come to it from that, you know, it's also as an introvert, when you go into something like that, I know that I don't have to give a sales pitch, right. which is harder for me as an introvert and a CPA because we don't, we never taught, well, we're taught me, how to I'm sales thing. I'm, right. I'm an extrovert, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but I don't want to come off like that. And mm -hmm. I truly, you mentioned LinkedIn. When I, when I try to reach out to people, mm -hmm. um, I always put a personal message in there mm -hmm. of why I'm trying to connect with them. Mm -hmm. And then when they accept, I send them another personal message, mm -hmm. thanking them for the connection, mm -hmm. telling them how I appreciate, you know, people in my network and learning. And I invite them to schedule a call. Mm -hmm. That's what we're doing too. And the idea being that it's not just about adding up numbers in LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So you have it like, well, oh, I got 15,000 people in there. What's the value of that? Mm -hmm. If you're actually creating relationship by having mm -hmm. a call or mm -hmm. exchanging emails mm -hmm. and then the added little twist that I get to do mm -hmm. is because I travel so much on business. Mm -hmm. Every time I take a trip, once I'm settled in, when I have my agenda put together mm -hmm. for that trip, the available times I have, I'll reach out to people in that city that I haven't met yet and say, hey, I'm going to be in Pittsburgh. I have availability in the afternoon mm -hmm. of Wednesday or the morning of mm -hmm. Thursday. Would love to grab a coffee and meet you in person. Yeah. So, and I do that every city I go to. That's and awesome. usually when I reach out like the five or six people, I'll get two coffee mm -hmm. meetings out of that. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm not going in or trying to sell them. I'm like, nope. hey, it's great to meet you in person. You're yeah. in my LinkedIn network. We've had some dialogue. Mm -hmm. Love to get a face with the name and mm -hmm. just get a chance to meet you. Some of those have been the best. Yeah. Um, and what a break in the day for them too. You know, you get some dude rolling in from Denver and having coffee with you. Right. You've seen him on LinkedIn and yeah. it's great. You build some great relationships. And a lot of times it's just about um, getting intelligence. Mm -hmm. You know, what is their... What is their vision on the marketplace? Mm -hmm. You know, what do you see in your organization? You know, yeah. if it's somebody at a target company of mine yeah. or existing client of mine, you know, what do you see the next steps for your org when it mm -hmm. comes to L and D or um, you know executive coaching or change management in your org? So sometimes you just get a lot of great intel. Yeah, and I think you know everybody has something to talk about in the industry, and so I've been going hard in the vet industry, and actually had somebody uh, who's going to be on the podcast, but he was up in Fort Collins to teach at CSU. And I was like, I'd love to do coffee or whatever when you're here. And he's like, I don't really have, like, he's like, my, you know, my schedule's really tight. And I was like, well, I'm going to come up and take you to the pickle barrel then. And he's like, I was like, can you do lunch? And he's like, yeah, I can do lunch. And so I went up and we had lunch. I drove to Fort Collins. Nice. It was actually a great day because I got to listen to podcasts and I got to drive. And it was yeah. like, you know, I didn't And it's shaking up your emails. routine a little bit. Totally shook, you know? shook up my, my routine. Sometimes that's refreshing, you know, it was really the script a little bit. It was really refreshing because mm -hmm. usually I sit here, mm -hmm. you know, or over there. Right. And it was really nice to, like, go to Pickle Barrel because I love Pickle Barrel. And I was like, I'm not giving up a chance to buy somebody Pickle Barrel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, why not, right? Get yeah. a good sandwich. And, yeah. You know, but that's the thing. So to answer your question, you know, the building the network really comes to creating those authentic relationships, mm -hmm. reaching out, mm -hmm. being open to introductions mm -hmm. without um, prejudgment about, oh, this guy can never be a client of mine, so mm -hmm. why would I meet with him? Exactly. Well, that might be a, a great yeah. person just to meet. And, mm -hmm. and um so being open like that and then follow through, mm -hmm. you know, when you're doing something on LinkedIn or if you meet with somebody in person and you have an opportunity to do something to serve them and you say you're going to do something, do it. Mm -hmm. And that's what builds that integrity and that relationship. I love it. And then always look for opportunities to help your network right. proactively. So, you know, every now and then um, 
I'll meet with somebody and they'll say something like, you know, um, oh, I'm really in the market for this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, on top of my head, I'm it's grinding. I might not remember. But um, I'll go back and do my research and be like, yes, that's right. It was Joe, this guy I met with three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what he does. That's a great opportunity to reach back out to Joe and mm-hmm. say, hey, how's it going? You know, it's been a few weeks since we talked. Mm-hmm. Listen, I just had a meeting with a guy mm-hmm. who's looking for exactly what you do. Mm-hmm. Would it be cool if I connect you guys? Mm-hmm. And w- what a blessing for that gentleman, right? right? You just, you know, because of his network, mm-hmm. he wasn't actively pursuing that mm-hmm. um, opportunity, but they got connected. Yeah, I think, um, you know, one of the things I've actually started to talk to, um, like, potential clients about, too, is you get the benefit of my ne- my network. Mm-hmm. I have a huge network, and I'm constantly meeting new people. Mm-hmm. And if I meet somebody that could work, for, that that's a good, you know, that's re- part of the reason we have a boutique-sized firm is I know every single person on our roster, mm-hmm. right? I don't have 1,000 clients. That Rolodex is in my head. And if I And if I'm there to, you know... If it's a good fit for your business or somebody that could help you move your business forward, then I'm making introductions too. That's huge. It is huge. Yep. And you it's know, been anytime so fun, and it's fun. Yeah, and you get to lift people up and add value to them and by move making people forward. And I awesome. love it. Yep. That's fulfilling in itself. Yeah. And then along the way, guess what? Some business comes out of it too. Yeah. You know, so you know, awesome. I've, I know. I was working with a friend, and they're like, "How are you going to get paid?" And I'm like, "You're going to get paid, mm-hmm. and then we'll worry about me." You know, right. thanks for asking me about that. But I've found that if other people get paid, I read, I generally get paid on the back end. Seems somewhere. to work nice, right? Seems to work out. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. So you guys, so McGee has been working on the Microsoft Teams program. Mm-hmm. So can you talk to us about a little bit about that and, you know, what some of the beneficial tools are in that system? Sure. So a lot of people know us for our Take Back Your Life program, mm-hmm. which is our personal productivity program around the use of Outlook, mm-hmm. winning back two hours a day in personal productivity mm-hmm. based on theory and methodology and behavioral change and the actual tool itself. Mm-hmm. Well, a little bit over a year ago, um, a lot of scuttlebutt around Microsoft, who happens to be a client of mine, mm-hmm. so I get I, I get to hear stuff um, around them rolling out Teams as you know the next big thing, mm-hmm. and it was already out there, but it was just kind of in a peripheral, right? So um, in O365, everybody has that tool now, mm-hmm. and. Microsoft themselves mandated that internally they wanted to use that tool specifically for all internal communications. Oh, wow. So no more emailing, right? Just mm-hmm. using this tool. Now, obviously, that's an extreme way to go, mm-hmm. but it was, you know, proving a point to, to work out the kinks to get yeah, feedback. Yeah, yeah. And along that time, uh, we decided we were going to create a program around personal productivity with the use of Teams. Mm-hmm. And at the time, we called it Driving uh, Productivity with Microsoft Teams. Mm -hmm. And what we were doing was, instead of just features and benefits training, like a lot of other companies were doing at the time, Mm -hmm. was we were doing some of that, but we were adding in methodologies around governance, around having a, uh, an intended result and a purpose for each channel and team that you have, mm-hmm. helping people use it, um, managing workflow, mm-hmm. how to use it as a tool to have shared leadership and collaboration, and really having a purpose around it so that it wasn't just another tool and mm-hmm. another place where all this stuff was coming at you. Right. Because what was happening for a lot of companies who did take on teams, they were just letting people create teams and channels willy-nilly, and it became the wild, wild west. That's how I feel about Slack. (laughs) Yeah, it's similar, right? So what happens is now you just got all these people inviting you to all these teams and channels and you got all this extra stuff. It's overwhelming Mm -hmm. and it becomes another place for just stuff to pile up. 
right? Mm -hmm. So we were teaching them how to use it with real purpose and intended results. I love it. And we piloted it mm -hmm. inside of Microsoft and got great results. And then we started rolling it out to clients. So now that is uh, Teams is the largest growing app ever. Mm -hmm. So I a lot of companies that. are really trying to use it for their change management and come in and say, we really want to build our culture around mm -hmm. this collaborative tool. Mm -hmm. uh, we can get rid of a lot of meetings and a lot of email if we're using this for our collaboration station, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's, you know, SharePoint links right in there. So you can have all your documents right in there. It's really powerful. But again, you know, in change management and in adopting new tools, mm -hmm. um, a lot of companies need that guidance and that help. So we've modified the driving productivity through Microsoft Teams program into a team productivity and collaboration offering. It. And it's even more impactful now. Mm -hmm. And it's going great. And in the meantime, we're also on top of that building it into a whole change management structure. Oh, where we already do change management consulting, mm -hmm. but we're doing a change management around teams. So specifically, um, if you're looking to do cultural change in your organization, mm -hmm. we can help you with that using teams as the main backbone. That's awesome. So as you can see, obviously that's great for the clients, mm -hmm. but it's also good for Microsoft, who's my client. Mm -hmm. As they roll out that technology to their clients, we can come in right behind them after they deploy the technology and help their clients get better adoption and usage out of it. That's really awesome. Um, I love, I, we, there, there's just so many options, right? There's, you know, Trello, we were just talking about some of the things we're using. Mm -hmm. um, but I do have, a, I, um, Brandon Reigns, our good friend, was telling me how he's using, he's using Teams to create all of his training. So yep. he's doing all this training on like what he does so he can finally hire some help. Um, and he's like, I'm making videos and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I was like, that's really, really interesting. It's just a great, they've, they've taken kind of all the apps that we use and made you know, one central place. Yeah. And it's evolving every single day. Yeah. Like literally for those of you that use it regularly, mm -hmm. you'll log in and see something different. They changed the name of something or mm -hmm. there's a new link or now there's more synergy with this other app, mm -hmm. um, you know, because you can really tie in a lot of things to it. That's really you cool. Know, Slack, OneNote, all kinds of stuff yeah. can get, you know, tied into it, Planner. Um, all kinds of cool stuff. I bet Tina, you need you to show me. Um, cause you know, we, I just feel like I'm always, I'm trying to like decrease the number of things we're using, but mm -hmm. then I'm usually like adding something else. Right. Right. But I well, know. The key is, you know, what is, what is your base? Yeah. Right. So historically, and even today mm -hmm. for us, Outlook is still the base cause mm -hmm. we have the calendar, mm -hmm. you know, you're still emailing, even if you're using teams internally, when you're corresponding with clients, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're doing email and your task system and all that, mm -hmm. but it's evolving. Mm -hmm. And as teams continues to evolve and gets tasking in there, which is happening oh, nice. and, you know, email gets embedded in there and calendar gets embedded mm -hmm. in there. That will ultimately be the hub for Microsoft users mm -hmm. is right out of Teams. So we're, we're ahead of the game by what we're doing and supporting clients mm -hmm. with that platform. And it'll continue to change and improve and evolve and and, as will our offering and supporting it. That's really awesome. But I can foresee in the future um, Outlook not even being a thing mm -hmm. and some of those other apps not even really being a standalone thing. Mm -hmm. And that it'll all be from this hub that we today call Teams. That's really cool. Which is going to be pretty exciting. That is really exciting. Technology evolution and the way that we use it mm -hmm. is always exciting. Mm -hmm. But when you can use it in a way that helps you be more productive and mm -hmm. actually drive more results mm -hmm. and have less distraction and less interruptions mm -hmm. because of what McGee teaches you how to do yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Um, then that's a slam dunk. 
Yeah. I think that's part of the, part of the reason I told you we're working on like our flow charts on our processes because I just did one and I was like, we got way too many steps, you know? And mm -hmm. I, I need them visual so I can be like, where can we, like, where can I delegate? And then also what can we do to automate some of this, right. but also make it easier. Yeah. You know? Automation. There's always opportunity for that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, is there any loops that you can cut out of there? Yeah. Right? You know, if yes. And then if no, mm -hmm. well, if no, is all your if no's going to the same place? Yeah. Well, then maybe you can just make a hard stop there. Right. right. Or you could automate that. Yeah. Um, and then delegation. Mm -hmm. Like you said, what, what are the things that, you know, the founder and CEO of the business shouldn't really be working on? Right. right? Um, it's not strategic. It's not moving the business mm -hmm. forward. It has to be done. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, you have staff now, so, mm -hmm. you know, what kinds of things can the staff be doing? Mm -hmm. Um, or is there automation that, there right. that can be done? Right. Yeah. So it's, it's a smart way to go, but mapping it out, mm -hmm. like you said, very visually yep. helps you realize, yeah. like you said, oh my gosh, look at all these steps and I'm doing most of them. Right. That's a realization that a lot of people don't come to mm -hmm. like intuitively they kind of get it, mm -hmm. but until they put it down on paper and mm -hmm. see it, they don't really understand. Yeah. And now they... They can say, no wonder, you know, I feel so rushed. I feel so overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. No wonder I'm not getting my big initiatives done. Right. Because I'm spending so much time on all this minutia stuff. Why? Right. It's not moving me forward to my objectives. Why am I doing this? Yeah. So I mapped out yesterday, I, I mapped out our inquiry to tax discovery session, you know, like the pre-potential client mm -hmm. uh, map. And, you know, one of them is like, we ask people to upload their tax returns, but then they don't. And then we have to go back to them to get them. So I just added in reminders into, into Acuity because we use Acuity for all of our scheduling. I've added in reminders. And then now I need to figure out how to get it to cancel. <laughs> <laughs> because I basically just said, if I don't have your tax returns, we're canceling. Yeah. You know, Because I need those and I need to not, we need to stop having to go back to people. Right. Because this is the first step at being able to work with us. Can you upload your tax returns? Mm -hmm. Can you fill out the form? And can you upload your tax returns? Those are, you know that kind of qualifies as the inquiry. So I was telling Emily, I was like, now I have to figure out how to get it to cancel without us having to do it somehow. Right. Yeah, but, after, after so many follow-throughs, if it doesn't up hit stage B, yeah. then it automatically shuts it down, yeah. puts it into your lost opportunity queue, right. and you can farm that later. Right. right? But at least automatically, yeah. that'll move on to your There's system. There's to be a way. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, hmm. <laughs> but then also as I'm mapping, I'm like thinking about like who's doing what, and who do I eventually want to do some of these boxes? Mm -hmm. And, you know, how do we, you know. And then how does that flow into our onboarding process? Like, what needs to happen here that's not happening to get, you know, get people properly onboarded? Right. Or to get people moved to the team? Because that's, the problem is I'm on the front end and I'm talking to everybody. And then it goes to the team and they're like, who is this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, <laughs> so a good handoff. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it also helps me with that piece because that's the pain point, but it's the inquiry process that is broken. And then we'll move to the onboarding process so that we can get everybody transferred over to the team better. Right. So it's a whole thing, but it also helps me like get it out of my head so that we can all kind of just look at it right you know and you know more people looking at it mm -hmm. you get different ideas and different mm -hmm. you know you might come up with an idea that says oh well this is how it should really be handed off mm -hmm. and in your mind it makes perfect sense mm -hmm. and it uh, resolves one of the issues you have as far as getting this warm handoff over there and getting it you know for lack of a better term off your plate mm -hmm. onto somebody else's right mm -hmm. but 
you know, Emily or somebody else might be sitting there and saying, okay, but you're missing this one thing here, exactly. right? How are you introducing me? Right. Yes, you're throwing it over here. But when I reach out to that customer, they're going to say, mm -hmm. who the heck's this? Right, exactly. Right? So, you know, what does that disconnect? So mm -hmm. having a couple of different eyes on it makes sense, yeah. especially people who are going to be involved in that process and have some ownership on the results. Right. You definitely want to include them. Yeah. And I think part of it too is um, because I do the front end, I was talking to Emily, I was like, we need a way to record these conversations. So that the team can go in and listen and then, you know, so they kind of know what's going on. And then I'll, you know, that introducing part is part that needs to happen too, but also getting the team up to speed. Right. So they're not asking me a ton of questions. They're going to my notes and to, they can go either watch it or listen to it. Yeah. And then you, you generate an SOP over time, right? right. So you got a standard procedure that you're using in this process, but mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it's, you got to go through it a few times first to realize what is the best experience. Yeah, or what's, and maybe even, what are you we know, missing? Maybe even pull some of your clients and say, how was your experience being mm -hmm. transitioned over to the team? And yeah. how could we have done it better? Yeah. Um, because they'll give you feedback you weren't thinking about. Yeah. yeah. I talk about the team a lot in those initial conversations mm -hmm. and make sure people understand we have a team. Right. And there's other people going to be yeah. engaged with their work. Because the business is really my face generally. So I've been very, very intentional about talking about the team because we have Danielle who does our tax preparation. We have Pat who does all of our accounting and bookkeeping. And then I've also sent emails to like to our current client base. Like this is who you ask for this. This mm -hmm. is who you ask for this. Like just trying to really distribute more things to the team. So it's not all in my inbox right. because then I still have to delegate it. Right. right. So that has to still happen. So we're still just kind of, you know, working on distributing things better on top of onboarding people. Right. Better. So that's my whole that's one of my big things this year is just making sure all of our systems work. Um, and they work in a way that's beneficial to the business. And they're scalable. Me. Yeah, and they're scalable. That's, that's the, the thing. Big thing. You know, the big, big mistake I see a lot of small to medium businesses make with processes like mm -hmm. that is they're thinking the now. Mm -hmm. And they forget to think about, well, what happens when we're five times this big? Mm -hmm. And I have, you know four times the staff that I have yeah. today. Where do I want this? How to does be? this work now, right? Mm -hmm. How is this scaled? So making sure that, you know, it's a good solution, but it's also giving you opportunity for growth and you can plug and play in there mm -hmm. um, is always something you want to be mindful of. Yeah. That's, so you're not doing this exercise every time you add somebody new. Right. Right. Yeah. And so like, that's the big thing too, is what boxes am I, am I in and which boxes do I want out of? Right. You know, that's, sometimes that'll help you build your org chart right there. It did. Right? <laughs> it totally did. So I actually have an overwriting, I call it a macro map, which is like, where are we now? And where do I want to be? Good. You know, yep. and Good what's, vision. you know, where's, how do we, how do we get me out of those? It's kind of my one-on-one, -on -one, you know, one, one box at a time I got to get myself out of, yep. but you know, right. Cause it's not scalable if I'm continuing to do everything. Cause then I'm just crazier. Right. <laughs> well, you're supposed to, you know, be the strategic mm -hmm. strategist. Mm -hmm. I can say that word. Mm -hmm. I promise. So strategy is number one, right? Mm -hmm. um, biz dev, you're mm -hmm. the face of the business. I love that. And, you know, and, and, you know, the true intellectual property of, of the harder stuff that comes through your office. Exactly. Right? Um, you're, you're the one, the final sign off. I'm doing the planning. I'm doing the strategy. All the other stuff, you know, you need people to build on. And then um, as you grow, you can be training and developing people to take on more of that other stuff too. So you can continue to scale. Mm -hmm. But if you're spending too much time in the weeds, I know. you know, then. Yeah. You're not adding value to yourself or your clients. Yeah. Right? So one of the, our first steps is that tax discovery session. Um, and I love doing those and I have a whole process that I do on those, but the team doesn't know about it. Right. right? So as I'm building this out, I'm like, 
okay, this piece is the piece where I need to, somebody else needs to be trained to do this, which I can train them, which is part of like the recording of Mm -hmm. doing this. Um, But also having, you know, being able to transition some of this onboarding stuff or this initial call stuff to somebody else because I love doing those and I'm probably going to continue to do the lion's share of them. But it'd be nice to have somebody else that could do what I do in that process, which is just, you know, knowing what to look for, knowing right. what to talk about. And that way business could still be onboarded if you're busy with yeah, whatever. You know, other work or yeah, and then people don't God have to forbid, wait for you me. Want to take a vacation, but you don't want your business to stop. <laughs> right, right. Right. So things can keep moving. Yeah. People don't have to wait for me to mm-hmm. do those initial calls. Um, okay. So you were talking about some of your favorite tools in the system. So they're going to be integrating email into Microsoft Teams. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that from a factual standpoint. Oh, it's just it's, that's what we're... That's, that's the, the trends that I'm seeing. It's going to be... So they're already starting to build some tasking in there awesome. and workflow. Um, so I imagine mm-hmm. that ultimately everything that you do in Outlook, you'll be able to do in Teams. Right. And Teams so, will be your hub. That's amazing. Whereas most of us land on our calendar or our inbox right mm-hmm. now, you'll be going right into Teams and everything that you need to do is from there, whether it be direct communication, your calendar planning or your collaborative stuff like what we're currently using Teams for today and what oh, we're teaching people awesome. to use. So the reason I mention that is because the, the technology is going to continue to evolve. Mm-hmm. And if you are in the Microsoft suite of products, mm-hmm. get on Teams, get used to being inside of your, your firm mm-hmm. because it's going to continue to be a bigger point. You want to get you want to get into it while you can in the early stages before you're kind of forced to do it. Oh. Right? So those people that were on um, Skype, mm-hmm. right, they're, that's no longer being supported. Hmm. So either they have to move the teams mm-hmm. or they're going to be on unsupported Skype if they're using Skype for business right now. Oh, I didn't know right? that. Well, anybody who made the switch earlier mm-hmm. had a leg up on them, right? They're mm-hmm. already using teams. They're getting integrated into their culture, using it for collaboration, using it for internal communication. Um, and there's going to be more of that, I think. That's awesome. So I'm just encouraging organizations out there who are on O365 or Microsoft suite of products. Mm-hmm. Um Reach out to us. Let us show you how to use that in your firm and really create a culture around using it because mm-hmm. I think it's going to come to a point at some place where you're almost going to kind of be forced into it. I love it. Yeah, um, yeah I want to I want to look at it. Um, we just have kind of like a mishmash of apps and places that are mm-hmm. kind of hubs but not really hubs and don't do everything we want them to do right, right now. So it's good to know. Yeah, I've, I've, heard, I've heard about it. Um, you know, like I said, people using it and, right. you know, creating, building them out. But these big tools, I absolutely need somebody to be like, this is how you use it, right. you know, because otherwise I'm going to create a disaster. Area. Well, and how does, how does it integrate with your workflow? Mm-hmm. How does it integrate with your culture of communication? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the biggest thing I'm seeing is, you know, so many organizations that have these cultures of all these meetings that they're having all the time. You know, if you're doing some of those things via teams, mm-hmm. People can be posting inside of there just the people that you want as part of that team. Mm-hmm. All the updates and stuff like that. You don't have to take everybody off the floor for an hour to go to this meeting. All the updates are being real time updated inside of here. You can take five minutes on your calendar to go review it. Done. No need for the meeting, right? And if you want to have a touch base, you know, mm-hmm. do it on a fifteen minute call on Teams. Everybody on that team's in there. Mm-hmm. Just put it on the calendar. Boom, everybody's in there. You get caught up to speed. Off you go. Getting so much time to do your real work and spending less time in meetings that, honestly, you know, if you think about every hour-long meeting that you have in an organization with, you know, 15 colleagues, mm-hmm. how much of that's really productive 
and how much of it's really takeaways for you. Yeah. And was it worth the whole hour of your time? Mm-hmm. 99% of the time, you're going to say no. It's so crazy because I never worked in a, I've never worked in a large corporation or whatever, but I've seen, like my husband has and whatever, and I was, he's just like, I have all these projects I'm supposed to be getting done. I have all these mar- matrix I'm supposed to be hitting and like deadlines and stuff, but all I do is go to meetings. Right. You know, I'm required to go to every like all these mm-hmm. meetings, and I was like, "So you're a professional meeting attender who never gets bonus for all their meetings?" And right. he's like, "Well, pretty that's much." That's the problem that a lot of companies have, right? Yeah. So that's the way that they're accustomed to sharing information, mm-hmm. um, to getting accountability, mm-hmm. um, to getting alignment on things. Mm-hmm. Well, there's so many different ways to do that, mm-hmm. um, and you know, that's why the the concepts from Take Back Your Life, personal productivity, and the stuff we're doing in teams mesh so well, mm-hmm. because the concept there is if you're spending all day responding and being reactive to urgency in, in your email box mm-hmm. and going to all these meetings. Of course, you're not going to have work-life synergy because you spend all day doing that stuff. And guess what? You still have your job to do. Mm-hmm. And you got those initiatives, yeah. th- those three things that had to get done today. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing? You're staying at work really late or you're going home, having dinner with the kids, patting them on the head, opening up the laptop mm-hmm. and doing your real job at night Right. because you couldn't get it done during the day because of all the meetings and stuff. That's so so we, we help solve that for you. We help you mm-hmm. get a, vi- a, a visual of what is happening mm-hmm. today um, and how to change that a little bit. Personal, mm-hmm. in your personal productivity with mm-hmm. Take Back Your Life stuff. And then how does it affect the team, the business unit, or the org mm-hmm. with how you're using these tools and building a culture around mm-hmm. your communication. That's really interesting. It's impactful. Um, it's, it's really impactful. It's a joy to be able to support companies and, and teams with this stuff uh-huh. because um, the results you see and people are getting that much more work done mm-hmm with less time, ROI for the company, Mm -hmm. and they're happier and have a better sense of work-life synergy and a a sense of um, true control. Mm -hmm. So now you got happier employees (laughs) that are more productive, You know, it's a win-win across the board. Mm-hmm. And you and you have some consistency in your approach to communication and what tool for what purpose, mm-hmm. using the right tool for the right things. Mm-hmm. So now that your your organization's all getting alignment around that. And then we can come in and help you with the bigger stuff, right? Like it. your true alignment and accountability programs for getting people aligned to your organizational objectives. Yeah. Well, right. and that works better when people aren't exhausted from exactly. all the meetings, right? Yep, and they're, and they're you know, marching to the same sheet of music, right, mm-hmm. as far as how you're communicating and what priorities are and what tool are we going to use for what purpose. When everybody's aligned with that, now you bring them in, you can align them to their organizational goals, and mm-hmm. they can truly be aligned, not just agreeing to them, but aligned to them. Yeah. And now you're getting so much more of your objectives done in less time with less stress and headache. Well, I'm fascinated. Yeah, that's why I love that stuff. I need to look at it. Um, we talked about that. So let's talk about some of your speaking stuff you got going on. Um, so you said you're doing a bunch of workshops. Yeah, so um, outside of the actual um, executive one-on-one coaching mm-hmm. that I do inside mm-hmm. of clients and the actual trainings that I do mm-hmm. and the change management consulting that I do inside of my actual clients, I also speak and do workshops at mm-hmm. um, conferences mm-hmm. around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so last summer I did one for the AHRA here in um, the Gaylord in Denver, mm-hmm. the new hotel up there by the airport, and um, it was awesome. I got to do a keynote, and then I did two work um working sessions, mm-hmm. well, breakout groups. And so they're bringing me back again. So I'm heading out there in a couple of weeks to San Diego, and then I'll be out in Boston in the fall doing awesome. it. And there are several of those that I do. And the reason I love it so much is, um, number one, you know, anytime I can mm-hmm. talk about, impact. you know, the impact of people mm-hmm. and, and the work that I do is awesome. 
but I always bring value. I mm-hmm. don't just go up there and just, you know, do a commercial about McGee. Mm-hmm. I actually give them things they can implement and take out of yep, the room. Everything. So people really appreciate that because they're getting value in there. They've learned something, they're mm-hmm. taking something and implementing it. And they're intrigued about the work that we're doing and they want more. So it creates opportunity for me mm-hmm. um, from a business development standpoint. But mostly it's just great to spend that kind of time with people. You know, if there's 300 people in the room for a keynote or 20 people in a, in mm-hmm. a breakout workshop, um, it's always a good time. Making an impact it. of some sort. Yeah, making an impact and meeting new folks. Mm-hmm. That's that's the two favorite things <laughs> for me to do, right? So, yep. So it's a great thing. And that's what we love about you. Mm-hmm. Um... All right, so easiest way for people to find you. Um, so you can contact me directly mm-hmm. uh, via email. That's stephen.crawford at mcgeepro.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll have that yeah. on the link, no. I'm sure. Yeah, it's always on the um, link. I'm big on LinkedIn, so anybody mm-hmm. can connect with me there. Mm-hmm. I'm an open network from a standpoint. If anybody wants to connect with me, mm-hmm. just know that I'll most likely follow up and try <laughs> to have a conversation to get to know you. Mm-hmm. Um, but no expectations there, so they can reach me that way. Um, and, you know... As far as that goes, if there's anything that you want to connect with me on as mm-hmm. far as trying to connect with other people, mm-hmm. I'm also hugely open for that. Oh, yeah. So use me as a vehicle. You yeah. know, if you see that I'm connected to somebody that you want to be connected to. you're having to, a hard time getting to. Yeah, and you feel more comfortable, you know, reaching out to me because you feel like you know me more now after this, um, reach out to me and I'll do everything yeah. I can to make those connections. Thank you for saying that. I think that kind of, yeah, he'll do whatever he can and it's amazing. Okay, uh, last question. I have to come up with the last question for you. Um, I did a really bad job of prepping today, but I knew we were going to do this. <laughs> so, um, okay, what is the biggest pain point you see with small uh, small business owners with their productivity? And what is the fix, the number one thing they can do to help fix that? So we touched a little bit on it. The, yeah, the number one pain point that I see for small business owners is – they either truly do have to, mm-hmm. or they falsely feel like they have to do everything. Mm-hmm. And what the reason I said it the way I said it is because sometimes with solopreneurs or very small new businesses, truly they are doing everything. Mm-hmm. And at some early stages, that's okay. Because mm-hmm. um, you really gotta get a sense of what everything is. You don't have payroll and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know, for your more established and ones that are growing, mm-hmm. is getting them to let go of the stuff that's not moving their business forward. Mm -hmm. So as the entrepreneur or as the business leader, your focus should be on what's taking the business to the next level. Mm -hmm. So if you look at all the things that need to be done Mm -hmm. and you give yourself objectives, I want to grow my business 2x this year Mm -hmm. or I want to increase revenue by Y this year, whatever Mm -hmm. those objectives are, Mm -hmm. and you look at those main objectives, Mm -hmm. you should be excluding all this stuff on the to-do list that doesn't directly move those forward. Mm -hmm. Everything else is stuff you need to be getting other people to do Mm -hmm. or letting go of altogether. So the the issue is they're trying to do everything themselves. Mm -hmm. So therefore they're not getting the right things done. Mm -hmm. The fix is to get somebody like me in there to help you Mm -hmm. identify what are the right things. Mm -hmm. um, How do you track that? Mm -hmm. How do you build accountability around it? Mm -hmm. How do you delegate the stuff that you need to delegate? Mm -hmm. How do you build accountability around that and follow through Mm -hmm. and get the most use of your time so you're getting the right things done to move Mm -hmm. your business forward? I love that. I think I would add, I would just add, what are the things you're also not doing well? Yeah. Right. If you're so trying to do it all, you're if you're trying to do it all, all, well. all, what are you not doing well? Mm-hmm. You know. So when I moved everything over to, we were just talking about Emily, my VA, who is amazing. Um, 
I kind of just started dumping stuff on her. And she's like, how were you handling all of this? And I was like, probably not well. Right. Right. I knew, you know, it just kind of came to a head for me. And I think that happens for a lot of business owners. But sometimes it takes those outside eyes to be like, you're not doing your bookkeeping well or you're not handling your employees well or like there are things you're probably not doing well that it's probably time to let go of. And there's also a little caution in there too, Mm -hmm. because sometimes just by human nature, Mm -hmm. um, some of the stuff we're not doing well Mm -hmm. could be because we're spreading ourselves thin everywhere, Mm -hmm. but it's also the stuff we're scared of. Mm -hmm. Um, but it might be something that's important enough that you should be doing it. Mm -hmm. That's true. So, you know, you're not doing it well because you're spread too thin Mm -hmm. or maybe because you're a little intimidated by it or it's not sexy. So it's not fun to do. Mm -hmm. Right. But when you really lay out everything that needs to be done and you start measuring it against your objectives and asking mm-hmm. yourself the question, is this going to help move me forward on this objective? Mm-hmm. If the answer is yes, and it was one of those things you weren't doing well, mm-hmm. then you need to reconsider. Maybe mm-hmm. it is something I should be putting more effort yeah. to. Learn how and to some do of it. these other things should be let go. Mm-hmm. So I just, the only reason I say that is, you know, we don't want to be so cavalier just to say, you know, all the stuff I wasn't doing well, I'm going to push on to somebody yeah, else. Yeah, no, totally. Because some of those things might be things you really should be doing. Mm-hmm. And the other stuff that you, you're doing because you like to do it or mm-hmm. because it's sexy or fun, mm-hmm. um, that's not really moving your business forward. So yeah. you need to push that somewhere uh, yeah. else. Yeah, it's definitely both. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's things, plenty of things I could be doing that I probably shouldn't be doing. But there's a growth and there's a transition there. Absolutely. Right? At, it takes at the a start, while. It, you did everything. Yeah. Right? And then you start building a team. Mm-hmm. And then, and then know, we pulled back you, on the and team. Then and then you shift your model over and who you're focusing on yep. for target clients, yep. right? So that kind of flips the script a little bit. But that's all part of the evolution. And that's the other thing. It's There's constant change mm-hmm. and constant upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why if you have set goals and keep them visible mm-hmm. and you have your supporting projects on how you're going to achieve those mm-hmm. goals, if things change, mm-hmm. you consciously renegotiate them. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, now you have updated goals and objectives, and you're still having integrity with moving your business forward as opposed to, uh, I'm just going to let this go or this change, so mm-hmm. that goal is not really valid anymore, so I'm just going to kind of forget it. Mm-hmm. And now you no longer have anything to measure your accountability and alignment to. Mm-hmm. And then you get so, to the end of the year and you're like, crap, I didn't get any Yeah, and then, you, and then you're telling yourself stories or um, excuses about, well, that changed because of this, this, or this, mm-hmm. at the end of the year, it's not the time to be addressing that. <laughs> no. If you're addressing it real time and renegotiating things mm-hmm. and making changes and then moving forward, mm-hmm. you're still being proactive mm-hmm. in your productivity and proactive towards your objectives, mm-hmm. even if those objectives are changing, mm-hmm. as opposed to having stories and reasons at the end of the year about why something didn't get done. Right. Whole different mindset. It is a whole different mindset. I actually said yesterday, and I don't know where I got this, but like business is a cha-cha. So like it's one step forward, one step back, one step forward. Like you have to, but you have to keep going mm-hmm. basically or yeah. it doesn't work. Yeah, that's a great analogy. You know, as long as you're moving. Because mm-hmm. as soon as you stop moving, you're not dancing anymore. That's right? exactly it. Um, so, you know, one of the things I always like to say is, you know, the best decision that you can make is the right decision. Mm-hmm. The next best decision you can make is the wrong decision. The worst decision you can make is no decision. Right. In other words, obviously, yes, we'd like every one of our decisions to be the right decision. That'd be ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's better to make the wrong decision than it is to make no decision because you're still dancing. Right. Even if it sets you back for a minute or it mm-hmm. was the wrong decision, when you when you find that out, you learn from it, mm-hmm. and then you're moving on. And you're employing the resources and tools that need to fix that because you learned. Mm-hmm. If you didn't do anything, then you're just stagnant. 
then nothing's happened. Your business isn't moving. Yeah. So sometimes you make mistakes, you take a step back, uh-huh. or the cha-cha, you take a mm-hmm. step back, right? Mm-hmm. But at least you're dancing. So make a decision. Mm-hmm. The right decision or the wrong decision, make a decision. Mm-hmm. And then you adjust from there. Yeah, no decision is still a decision. Yeah. It's, right? But nothing's happening. And right, right. It doesn't right. get you anywhere. Right. Um, right. I always you know, tell people that, you know, not learning something is a decision. Yeah, I love the, the cha-cha analogy. because I don't know where I got that. that. I just came in. out of, I was typing something, yep. and it just came out of nowhere. I don't know I'm, where it I'm came just from. just going to work that into I'm mine, sh- right? But if you, can if have you don't it. make a decision, I don't know where it came you're from. not dancing. So. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. but and Nobody wants to see me dance. Trust me. <laughs> so. But we're going to have you talk to us all the time because right it's soothing. We need to get you on the call map, like reading. Have, have you done the call map? Uh-uh. So they have celebrities... Um, and other people that read meditations or like um, sleep stories, we got to get you on the oh, okay. map. That'd be really good. Cool. Um, Matt, they have Matthew McConaughey on that one, and someone's like, "I just need Matthew McConaughey all right, to, all tell right, me, all right. to tell me a sleep story." <laughs> go night <go> night. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that, but it's every time I'm like, "All right." No, all I did right, hear right. about the things that, like you can do. You can pay so much money to have somebody like wish your friend a happy birthday or something oh, like that. That's right? so like, funny. Like they'll send a little mini video. You can get you know. Terry Bradshaw to tell you happy birthday <laughs> if you want. So that would be kind of neat too. We should do those. We we're just going to do a bunch but of recordings of Steven's voice. Who's this big ugly guy saying happy birthday? <laughs> It'd be like people would be using it as a prank as opposed to a fun thing, I think. That's too funny. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me again. It's always awesome to come and see you and spend Love time it. with you. And yeah. Steven, the producer extraordinaire, always yeah. doing a great job. Yeah, he's over there. What are you doing? He's taking care of business. <laughs> TCB. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Sweet. Oh, so good to hang hang out with you. Oh, it's always awesome. Thank you so much for listening or watching. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, or wherever you prefer to listen. If you learned something and found some useful information to apply to your business today, please consider giving us a thumbs up and a review. Until next week, be abundant. Be abundant.